Lopel River. You are listening to The Training Wheel with Aaron Stromacki filling in for Zoe Ledsky. If you are a nonprofit group or if you're a group working in the community and you have an event or things going on that you would like to publicize or get out there, you can call us at 485-0088 or visit us at our awesome website, cgmp.ca. Welcome aboard the mothership. For the safety of all cousins, please refrain from excessive abuse of planetary resources. Keep genetically modified organisms out of the food chain. Please, don't shit where you eat. Welcome aboard the mothership. Hello, JJ. AJ Chepot Cousins. You are tuned in to 42 Fish. For which I thank you. You're listening to Community Radio, Cousins. Means you're a little funky. That's right, this is Powell River Community Radio Society's very own CJMP 90.1 FM. And I am your host, Cousin Odd. You are listening to 42 Fish, and we are swimming gratefully down your ear holes, tickling your silica drumming on those drums of yours with fabulous, thoughtful messages, cousins, hoping new noises might inspire new thoughts in this crazy little thing we call the world, (laughs) or our brains, Uh, or the mothership is actually what I call it. So again, I welcome you. Your cousin, Odd, A-W-D, here at the helm of the mothership one more time in the mad mad month of may my goodness many of you know that your cousin odd has just an enduring oh a passion for time a passion more of an obsession with time however we'll get to that i think i say that a lot as well cousin this year It is the International Year of Indigenous Languages. This is being observed by the United Nations for 2019. And this is to raise awareness on the consequences of the endangerment of Indigenous languages. And this is global, cousin, not just right here in our backyard. There is an aim that the United Nations has this year. They want to establish or help establish a link for people in their mind between language, development, peace, and reconciliation. And certainly here on 42 Fish, as we learn Ai Jutham, the language of the uh, Sha'aman nation, 
we have grown to understand how language embodies not just what we're thinking, but language is then related directly to culture. So we often reflect here, uh, Kusin shared with us, our cousin Kusin from the Shaman Nation, shared about how when the herring run stopped because of uh, the environmental impact, um, social environmental impact, the herring run, the herring ceased to run in Tishosam, which is a translation to a uh, land of milky waters, uh, which is the herring spawn um and when that herring run stopped all the language around herring and fishing and the what you did with the herring went to sleep it was no longer used because there was no reason to use it because the herring weren't there ding 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 see isn't that amazing so uh, this is what the International Year of Indigenous Languages is about. Reflecting on that and, and maybe even doing some work on that. So this is an absolutely stunning piece of music that was put together at, at the Allison Bernard Memorial High School. We're talking east coast of uh, Turtle Island, yo. This is in the Mi'kmaq language. The Mi'kmaq people, I've had a wonderful opportunity to meet some Mi'kmaq people and spend time in their nation, in their territory. And um, ah, of course, mind blowing. So at any rate, this is in Cape Breton at the Allison Bernard Memorial High School in Eskasoni. And uh, this is Paul McCartney's song Blackbird in the Mi'kmaq language. This is sung by Emma Stevens and uh, you know apparently Emma Stevens is in whatever grade class this is and is just a genius and they have an incredible music teacher uh, Carter Chayasin who obviously put this together um, we're going to talk more about art and the schools and the kids and the whatever but right now it's time for you to hear Blackbird sung in Mi'kmaq Police get Lie, 
جاسی دام بس دک بانک باهیک دو Emma Stevens from Cape Breton singing that uh, with her teacher at the high school and uh, it, the language you were listening to was Mi'kmaq and cousins doesn't that just make your brain wiggle a little differently languages what powerful things and cousin here in our portion of the mothership I am staying in the territory of the Shaman nation and the language that they speak here and that I am learning to speak is called II Jutham and II Jutham is uh, such an interesting language and it is on the endangered species list so our cousin Kusin is one of several language warriors working very hard to ensure that this language is used and heard and for my part cousins i have this radio show and with the permission of my cousins i'm able to share some of the sounds of their language for you to hear this is what the trees and the beaches here in the Kathet Regional District. This is the sound they used to hear. And cousins, think about this. This is something that I was discussing. I was teaching at the media camp with the sister nation. So, II Jutham is a language that's shared by four different nations. All who live in this area. Shla'amen. Klahus Nation, in, um, also known as Cortez Island, uh, which is formerly, you know, Butte Inlet and up into Old Church House and up the inlet, up, up, up on mainland side, and now is in so-called Campbell River area. That just you can just ponder that and uh comox and again very interesting because the comox nation cousins has not got a fluent language speaker left the last speaker passed away too long ago and that language in comox is considered to be sleeping And so people working very hard 
to reawaken these sounds in the airwaves. So here's what I thought I would do, cousins. I'm going to play a piece for you that was told a story, a legend, the legends of mink. And here in Laam and Mink is the trickster. Mink is a main character in many of the stories. So this is a story about mink. And it's told by one of the most, oh, the people that you wish you could have met. The voice you'll hear is Granny Sue, Sue Mitchell. Now I hear stories about Granny Sue from all kinds of people. Granny Sue was very clearly, uh, she had knowledge and stories and wisdom. And this is a story told by Granny Sue. And our cousin Kusin has been gracious enough, wonderful enough to share it with us. I'm going to play this story for you in I.I. Jutham, cousins. Just listen. You won't understand the words necessarily. Listen to the sounds. Let the sounds of Sha'amun flow over you in this incredible story of mink. <laughs> Ego taught what I 
Nekoni Maliye Yehlatimu Jejiyem Tam Tlakam Yehlatim Kukastan Imaliye Igut Kwena Sinat Klain Pepchim Kaih Otkut Tewlamot Higut Khaskin Kutkoko Khaskaih Kunas Kwenat Kosvos Lekhanchim Ikus Kakwam Kakwam Chut Nigis Hut Kakwam Hai Hoja Tewklautan Maat Tauksen maatem kaihi pelkkas laitas sastus takai. Haska, 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 haska! Natko, kotko hasmot nekoni lauas. So, saina tjeji hoi kokoit kunesk takai. Puko tjesi thot oim sastus kaji hotko. Hamku ihlok. Imat, Imat, Granny Sue. That was Sue Mitchell's voice telling the legend of Mink and Salal. Did you catch any words that you've heard before, cousin? P.S. You're listening to 42 Fish, a community radio show on CJMP 90.1 FM. And... I am your cousin Odd, playing odd things for the mothership. The language you were hearing was I, I, Jutham, and uh, I wonder, what did you hear? What did you pick out of that story? Her tone of voice, the intonation, the music of the language, incredible. There is a translation of this story, cousin. However, I am not going to play it for you. I, uh, I want us to sit with those sounds and just not know for a while. This would be, as some people would say, an exercise in decolonizing our minds. So let's take it a little further. Let's, in fact, take it all the way to the so-called Northwest Territories. Let's go to Baker Lake, Chesterfield Inlet, cousins. And perhaps you have heard Alexis Utatnak. He was a singer-songwriter who was Inuk, spoke the language of... Inuktitut. And he was an incredible musician uh, born and raised in uh, his territory, um, speaking only that language uh, until he went to school. Um, And then he picked up the guitar at age 13, taught himself to play along with the radio, and then moved to Ottawa and just made it work as a musician. Uh, When he'd go home in the summers to Baker Lake, uh, Alexis found that his elders 
uh, and members of the community were asking him, what are they singing about? Johnny Cash, what is he singing about? Uh, And he realized he needed to make music in his language for his people. Uh, And so he did. And I'm going to play you one of those songs right now. It's a track off of the Native North America Volume 1 album. The track is called Makaivigvalan, and that is in the uh, Inuk language of Inuktut, and um, with the most heartfelt intentions on pronunciation. And uh, cousins, this... Um, Uh, is 42 Fish that you're listening to and I'm grateful and uh, we'll be back to talk more about music, language and sound. This is 42 Fish, and I am your cousin Odd. It is a Thursday evening in May, and we have been listening to music sung in other languages. Before Alexis Utatnak, we heard Emma Stevens singing in her language of Mi'kmaq, Paul McCartney's song Blackbird. Stunning. Earlier as well, we heard Ai Jutham in A Legend of Mink and Salal. And uh, one of the things about the high school student, Emma Stevens, I wanted to talk about was these amazing art programs that get brought into the schools or that a teacher 
who has a passion brings into a school or that a community member with a passion brings into the school. I was just in Vancouver to see my niece perform on stage in the school play for the very first time and what an amazing experience those kids were fantastic and so there was a few things i wanted to uh, relay to you cousins about this experience um w- one of the reflections i had was being in the audience and asking the parents the around me you know oh or, or the children even do you have a brother or sister in the show and the parents each and every one of them would reply with something like this. Oh, but they're just in the chorus. Just in the chorus? My eyebrows up in the ceilings would say. Cousins, there is no just the chorus. No such thing exists. If it were not for the chorus, cousins, all of those voices you can't make one voice sound like 80 voices in the territory and the region that i live in here that regional district and in the city of powell river in which i live there are a billion choirs people love to sing here and i guess uh at times we focus on the soloists and the stars but The chorus is a vital role, and nowhere do you experience that more, as I was reminded by my cousin Mar, that uh, in, you know, the opera world, for example, a 100-person chorus, and I know I've played for you before on this show, the the Madame Butterfly opening. Maybe we'll do another chorus piece for you, but at the moment, I will, uh, you know, having said all of that, my niece did uh, have one of the, uh, you know, more roles with a solo. So I'm going to play one of those songs for you. So um, the show that they did was Susical the Musical. And I want to honor the teachers and parents and aunties and uncles and grannies and grandpas, kookpas and chichias, all the jeja out there who help with introducing our young ones to art and music, which has been removed for the most part from school curriculums, Um, you know, due to politics. Who needs art? Who needs music? So cousins, please enjoy the song. This is from the original Broadway cast recording. This is not my niece singing. Mind you, she was fabulous, Uh, really quite fabulous, but this is professional actress Michelle Pock, and again, the original Broadway cast recording of The Amazing Maisie from Susical the Musical. Pathetic feather was all I grew. I had nothing show offish, but a plain bird to do. And there's certainly nothing show offish on you. Thank you, Maisie. Then I made a plan for myself improvement. 
No more crumbs, I vowed. I would have the cake. Yes, I went to the doctor. Doctor, take by the lake. And he told me what sort of a pill I should take. Now. sung by Michelle Polk of the original Broadway cast recording of Seussical the Musical Cousins. This is your cousin Odd. And uh, we're talking about arts in the school and gratitude for those that help uh, bring these these things to our youth. Such an important uh, skill for them. You know, when you're doing theater like that and you whether you're a chorus or have a solo or whatever, if you are working on the costumes or the programs or you are taking tickets at the door, uh, you're a part of something very special in theater. And I am so grateful that I had the opportunity as a young person to do that and that my niece had that opportunity as well. So um, I know there's great places here in our regional district where people who are working with, with youth and I also, I guess, some of the adults, too. I, again, started with, back in the day, a background in theater, and that really changed over time as I got introduced to sound and radio. And uh, these days, I spend a lot of time thinking about sound and art. And with the language... If we think of language similar to music, which really it's all about noises that humans are making to communicate thoughts. Now let's bear with me here, cousins. It's something we talked about at the media camp with the kids was sound is produced by breath uh, or air bouncing off of things. It's about vibrations in the air. And of course, we have no ear lids and we know that sound does not end. It just continues until it dissipates. And there is, of course, a theory called the big 
bang, which says that that original bang that created, birthed, I don't know, uh, made, I don't, uh, sounded the beginning of our universe, which is only one of many, um, that that sound is still resonating. Uh, and that sound is not, it's ohm at a particular frequency. So, okay, bear with me. I'm going to reel it back in here, cousins. The point I'm trying to make is that if sound is breath and the objects it's bouncing off of, my theory is that the geography of the land would have an impact on the regional sound or accent and maybe even dialect because how we, the words we would have created uh, would have come from the things in our environment and therefore the sound of them would have come from the sounds of our environment which are going to differ based on differing geography. This is going to be my PhD thesis one day, I tell you kids, but uh, yeah, hey cousins, cool. Think about that. While perhaps we have another listen to something delightful for thinking with. From the album by Mickey Hart, Planet Drum, the piece I will play for you is called Bones.
rock called Bones from the album Planet Drum by Mickey Hart, including global musicians uh, from India, Zakar Hussein, TH Vinya Kram, from Nigeria, Sikiru Adpoju and Babatunde Alatunji, from Brazil, Erto Moriara and Flora Purim, and from Puerto Rico, Giovanni Hidalgo and Frank Colon. Uh, this album came out in 1991 and won Best Grammy for World Music that year. And uh, one of the reasons I played that in particular, bones are a huge part of sound, our vocal sound. We've been speaking about sound and airwaves and music and vibrations and the groove cousins it's 42 fish these are things we groove on here Uh, on cjmp 90.1 fm home of powell river community radio society just get that in while i can and uh what do bones have to do with sound well cousin we actually, uh, our bones are what help produce our sound because our breath, when we form it to make a word, it is resonating off of all of our bones in our body, including our teeth. Uh, it's, it's resonating off of our organs. It's resonating off of everything that is in our body, let alone what is surrounding our body. So... There's the track Bones. Uh, next, next, I want to continue this theme of sound that I've found myself on uh, because I spent last weekend at a sound camp. Well, it was an I.I. Jutham camp and language and language to me, of course, is also about sound. So one instrument that makes a phenomenal sound that really just kind of makes me laugh is the tuba. Tuba. And at this moment, I will invoke the memory of our dear, dear cousin Veronica, who is a almost world-famous movie director now. And we remember her when she was on, what was it called? The, the first mile? The last one? Anyways, Veronica's radio show on CJMP featured tuba time uh, in which she introduced us to music that included the tuba. And uh, I will do that now. One of my favorite songs. I've played different versions for you before, Cousins. It was the opening theme song to the British version of The Office. The tune is called Handbags and the Glad Rags. I do believe Rod Stewart did a version. However, this delightfully different sounding version features the vocals of Doretta Carter. And the group is called Heavy Tuba uh, and features at least nine or 12 tubas. And uh, it, this version of the song was composed by Bill Chase and arranged by Halmar Hill. This group is from uh, Austria, or at least was, sorry, this group was performing this version in Austria. 
Enjoy cousins, handbags, and glad rags on 42 Fish. Holy toot, 
cousins. That was incredible, wasn't it? Tubas. When was the last time you really listened to the tuba, cousin? Huh? This is 42 Fish. I am your cousin, Odd. If you would like to get in touch with me with your favorite tuba song or any other little bit, please just send me a message uh, on one of the social mediums at symbol cousin c-o-u-s-i-n odd a-w-d i know it's a little bit odd it's extra way past odd sometimes here on 42 fish those of you who uh, listen to the show in the very dawn of time really for cousin odd uh we used to have um way past odd and future odd sometimes visited us yeah good times the drost effect and um dr zachary's science factory yes cousins we are in this little bubble of i don't know moments Uh, it's Thursday night and it's 42 fish and I'm glad you're with me because if you can hear me cousins we're in this together Um, down to the wire here the the show uh, wrapping up shortly it's I don't know almost 10 to and I, I want to talk about a couple of things so previously in the month I was in the Klahoos Nation, and we worked with young people from the sister nations of Klahoos, Hamalco, Comox, and Shaaman, and those young people learned about sound and created their own audio stories, uh, recorded some music and singing, and I want to assure you that those pieces will be aired probably uh, June, maybe July, right here on CJMP, and um, uh, I'm really looking forward to sharing them, cousins. They're excellent, and uh, we'll we'll learn more about them. But there are some stories and some poetry and some creative writing and some I I Jutham, of course. So stay tuned for that. I thought, though, that I might take this opportunity to play a sound piece that I have been working on, exploring um, different ways of telling story with sound. This is a collaborative piece. Uh, The voice that you will hear is my dear friend and cousin, Janet Newberry, and uh, uh, also the the percussion stylings of Megan Hildebrand and myself as well included in this. And again, I ask you cousins, let these sounds wash over you and ask yourself, what was the impact? What message did I get? Uh, if any, maybe you need to hear them again. But, uh, Uh, Sound art is meant to be another way of hearing things. And again, maybe the goal is, well, certainly the goal in my case, is to make people think 
hopefully, uh, critically at least, if not differently. So this is a very short piece of sound art recently created uh, in a workshop space, etc., etc., etc. Lose the preamble. Here it is, cousins. The Truth and Reconciliation Commission that recently came up My name is Janet Newbury. The Truth and Reconciliation Commission that recently came up My understanding is that over individual the years who involuntarily brought to residential involuntarily brought to residential stories began coming out with their stories. And over time, these became more public. And over time, became a class of two lawsuits. And over time, the government of Canada, the federal government, individual people who to account for, and over time, these became more public. brought to residential schools began to have their stories, and over time, the government of Canada, the federal government, had to and over time, the government of Canada, some abuses, national narratives, some it was used to suggest a cultural genocide at least, and genocide tricks for measuring the level of violence or something. The government of Canada, the federal government, a cultural genocide at the least, and genocide compassing the government of Canada, but larger and over time, the government and people recognizing larger national narratives that people recognizing in Canada larger national narrative the government of Canada the federal government victimize individuals but public it was hearings and a cultural genocide and over time these became more worse and over time and even since that report came out even more and over time these evidence more public more violence I think it came out last session the truth and reconciliation public and I recently read something Truth and reconciliation. It was just hot last week. Yes, it was a government initiative. It was truth and reconciliation was by the state persistence. A government initiative. It became more public and became a class by the state of all these people who were the truth and reconciliation was not by the state. A government initiative. It was. It was the product of the persistent discourage of all these people who were victimized by the state. By the state. So that's my understanding. Cousins 42 fish it is your cousin odd that was a piece by your cousin odd Janet Newberry and Megan Hildebrand uh, an exploration that we have been doing together artistically exploring a variety of mediums cousins end of the show not gonna lie uh I gotta play this I gotta play this I gotta give a shout out to my dear sweet Jaja Kusin Gary, Amaya, and Araya, and of course the rest of the family members, everybody. Um, for the Canoe families, uh, I, I wish everybody well, and if you are traveling on the waters, please travel safe. And for those of us remaining, uh, we, carry, we carry in our hearts um, just wishes and feelings of good hope for for the family and community uh that are in need right now uh wherever you may be cousins okay last song um this is for for gary and uh and and kusin uh but this is for gary it's johnny cash Well, my daddy left home when I was three And he didn't leave much to Ma and me Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze Now, I don't blame him cause he run and hid But the meanest thing that he ever did Was before he left, he went and named me Sue 
Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke And it got a lot of laughs from a lots of folks it Seems I had to fight my whole life through Some gal would giggle and I'd get red And some guy'd laugh and I'd bust his head I'll tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue Well, I grew up quick and I grew up mean My fist got hard, my wits got keen Roamed from town to town to hide my shame But I made me a vow to the moon and stars I'd search the honky-tonks and bars And kill that man that gave me that awful name Well, it was Gatlinburg in mid-July And I'd just hit town and my throat was dry I thought I'd stop and have myself a groove At an old saloon on a street of mud There at a table dealing stud Such a dirty mangy dog that named me Sue Well I knew that snake was my own sweet dad From a worn out picture that my mother had And I knew that scar on his cheek and his evil eye He was big and bent and gray and old And I looked at him and my blood ran cold And I said, my name is Sue How do you do? How you gonna die? Well, I hit him hard right between the eyes And he went down, but to my surprise Come up with a knife and cut off a piece of my ear But I busted a chair right across his teeth And we crashed through the wall and into the street Kicking and a-gouging in the mud and the blood and the beard I tell you, I fought tougher men But I really can't remember when He kicked like a mule and he bit like a crocodile I heard him laugh and then I heard him cuss And he went for his gun and I pulled mine first He stood there looking at me and I saw him smile And he said, son, this world is rough And if a man's gonna make it, he's gotta be tough And I know I wouldn't be there to help you along So I give you that name and I said goodbye I knew you'd have to get tough or die And it's that name that helped to make you strong Yeah He said, now you just fought one hell of a fight And I know you hate me and you got the right to kill me now And I wouldn't blame you if you do But you ought to thank me before I die For the gravel in your guts and the spit in your eye Cause I'm the son of a bitch that named you Sue Yeah, well what could I do? What could I do? I got all choked up and I threw down my gun Called him a paw and he called me a son And I come away with a different point of view And I think about him now and then Every time I try and every time I win And if I ever have a son I think I'm gonna name him Bill or George, any damn thing But Sue, I still ain't that thing Ah, yeah. oh, Gary, if you ever had a son, huh? <laughs> this... Friends is definitely the end of the show. There you go, Jaja, compared to what? Love you. Talk to you next month, Jaja. Oh, P.S. coming up next. Rin with Bushwhacked. And before this show was Let's Talk Trash, thank you, ladies. Thank you, CJMP volunteers. I'm out of here. Trying to make it real. But compared to what? Trying to make it real. 
but compared to what? Slaughterhouse is killing hoes. Twisted children taking legs off of frogs. Old dumb rednecks out there rolling logs. Tired old ladies at home kissing dogs. I hate that kind of love. But compared to what? Trying to make it real, y'all. But compared to what? The president, he's got his war. You and me, we don't know what the war is for. 